Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, good morning from the Pacific Northwest. It is Thursday, August 11, 2022. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, it's Boy, these times are intense, and we're about to talk about that with Prophet Tim Pastor, Apostle Prophet Tim Sheets. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the crisis that this nation's in. Uh, I want to say this, too. Um, we are entering into a new phase. Some of you remembered how it was right after November 3 of the year before, before last, 2020. And we got intense and very serious. We are re-entering that zone, if you will. Uh, I have Kat Kerr re- returning tomorrow. Kat Kerr has a lot more to say, she said, and on uh, Monday it is uh, Mel Kay. We had. I want to be sure those of you who have not gone to our Rumble channel to watch um, Robin Bullock. We did a special um, emergency, if you will, uh, broadcast on Tuesday. A lot of you have already seen it. Prophets and Patriots is on Rumble only. Uh, Robin and I discussed this whole thing, including the fact that over in England they've started to worship openly uh, Baal. Uh, if you can even believe that. Um, uh, we talked about that extensively and about things that are going on in D.C. and the nation, and he gave some important scriptures. You do not want to miss that one. Robin will be coming up periodically, but because of security issues, we will probably not tell you ahead of time when Robin Robin is going to be there. But in order to keep it a little more distant, we won't tell you ahead of, uh, other than a few minutes before the show who's coming on. But we may say a day or two before, do not miss the one tomorrow or the do not miss the one day after tomorrow. But we're not going to say his name ahead of time. So just security kind of thing. So, um, but we're taking this real serious. We're any, um, anything that you remember from when we did this before, we're entering, entering into those days right now. Quick um, reminder, we, after this show, there is an, a, a conference coming up. Uh, August 26 and 27. Uh, this is it's called Heavenly Realities, and of course we do a lot with that. Look at the speakers: Bobby Connor, Kat Kerr. There's Aaron Winter in the middle, uh, Patricia King, Nathan, uh, Nathan French, and Alberto Rivera in worship, and myself. The whole thing is about Heavenly Realities, and of course a lot of you watching this program, that's where you have a strong interest there. The whole conference is about it. it's a two-day conference, August 26 and 27. Right after this broadcast, if you go to Rumble or YouTube, there is a, we have recorded a program talking about, um, these are the people who are on there, we're talking about heavenly realities, and I tell some stories leading up to Cat Kerr, and talk about Cat and talk about how God began to talk to me about heaven 40 years ago, and, and the process, it, you might find it very interesting, but at the end of that podcast, which I really encourage you to watch, it's on ElijahList.com as well. Then there's a link there where you can sign up. If you, you need to come to, to Bend, I'll meet you in Bend. I'll be there in day. It's really days from now. So for those of you that go to the Bend event directly, I'm looking forward to meeting you and being there in person. Um, it's going to be really, really good. Um, we Then many of you today soon will get something on ElijahList.com. We'll send you a link in the email too. So it's a specific link that you click. Um, to register so that's recorded correctly and you get in there. So it's that link. It will be in, um, I think they're putting it under the site today even. Um, they should put that link even under today's programming so you can subs- you can register for that event or see the email that will, is about to come to your inbox if you're, if you're registered here. So a quick comment about the, uh, the wells that we're digging. Uh, another way to save the wells that we're doing the wells is every five days we dig a new fresh water well and you go to every five days we're doing six a month that's every five days we dig in a, a new well so these are wells that are feeding that are, are providing you know surviving water to the people of uganda they many of them have had to dig you know get their water from ditches and well you know, but God has really put this on our heart. You are, you are viewers are the ones that are paying for these wells to go in. I've quoted the scripture before, uh, in Mark nine forty one. It says, "Jesus said, listen to the truth that I speak. Whoever gives you a cup of water because you carry the name of Christ will never lose his reward.'" 
So when you're when you are providing these wells wells with your donations both to this ministry and to the wells, God said He's writing it all down. Cat says God likes to the Father likes to write stuff down. He likes that, so He'll record that, and you will receive rewards in heaven, probably even on this earth. So, thank you so much for those of you. Um, that do so into that. It's very, 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 very much appreciated by us. And it's certainly the people that are receiving the water wells too. So, all right. So Kat will be here tomorrow, Mel K on Monday and Tim Sheets today. And with that in mind, I don't know if this was, a, this is probably just a normal, this is not a prophets and patriots. That'll be uh, a different day, but let's bring in Tim Sheets here. Here we go. Hey, Tim. Hello. How are you doing, man? Good. It's so good to have you back on the show. You are a deep well. You always have revelation. Uh, you know, I've been a little bit of a fly on the wall, if I can admit that. I, <laughs> I, I watch your dreams when you share it, and if I forget, someone will send it to me, and I, and I hope some of that you'll share today. But God's on the move. But what? Talk about if you want to, of uh, the crisis that we're in, or or war, as it were. What What are your thoughts about what's going on? Well, we certainly are in a spiritual warfare, as Corinthians, uh, as Paul said to the Corinthians, uh, the weapons of our warfare yeah. are not flesh. Right. They're not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And spiritual warfare involves uh, releasing spiritual weapons. We have weapons that are far beyond anything hell has. Mm. We have to keep that in mind. And there are strongholds that, that are going to have to come down in our nation. And uh, I'm looking at, at what's happening, and I'm seeing what happened uh, in Daniel chapter 5 with, with Belshazzar and his noblemen. When they desecrated it, they desecrated their position and their authority. And they even trampled on what was sacred, mocking it. And uh, they, they brought the, the uh, chalices and things mm. that had been stolen from God's house. And many the theologians tell us in, that they actually toasted Baal with those holy chalices and that's when the hand of god appeared writing you've been weighed in the balance and you've been found wanting i believe that there are many in our nation authorities they have abused their position they've abused their powers they've trampled on what was sacred to god they don't care what his word says. They're going to do it their way. You know, the message Bible even says when Daniel came in and he asked Daniel to interpret what was written on the wall, on the wall Daniel said, you dared try to compete with God. Mm. And I feel that that is a part of what we are seeing happening right now. There are followers of Baal that are that are wanting to compete with almighty god and they're about to find that he's going to do exactly what he said he was going to do he's going to clean things up of baal's government that is infiltrated our nation and we cannot deny that that infiltration has come and that many of our people in authority are are pushing that you, you can't get any any further into Baal worship than the killing of, of infants I mean that's what that's what satisfied Baal give me another baby and what did we hear the the coming up from the land just a month or so ago when the Supreme Court overruled it in our nation what did we hear we we heard the prophets of Baal oh we have to have more babies Mm. We've got to kill more. We, 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 we've got to have the blood of the innocent. Baal has to be worshipped. I know I'm coming at that in a kind of a unique way uh, because it, 
you would have to take the spiritual position and see it from a biblical side. Um, but that's what I literally think is going on. And uh, because of, of, uh, of what it, uh, what's been happening, the hand of God is about to do what he said he's going to do. How many prophets have prophesied that God's going to turn this around? Yeah, there's going to be a boomerang. I mean, Monday night when I heard the breaking news of of a raid on a former our former president, um, my my first response was, "This will not stand. This will blow up in their face." And I begin to say over and over, um, "Backfire! Good backfire! Backfire! Wow! Backfire!" We've got to be those that decree what God says, not mouth what the enemy says. And if we're not careful when things get into a crisis situation, we rehearse the crisis rather than go to the word of God, the prophetic word of God. And it's critical to me right now that we go to what God said. It's not like he's been silent. For years, he has prepared us through prophetic word after prophetic word. I mean, you of all people and the ministry that God has given to you, you know how many prophets yes. have set where I'm setting mm -hmm. and declared, here's what God says. God's going to turn this around. God's going to give us leaders after his heart. God's going to deal with the corruption. God's going to deal with the lies. And he's going to give us leaders that have his heart. How many times has God said, I'm going to turn it around in such a way that the greatest days in church history are going to unfold? How many times have we, we heard, I'm going to give you a billion soul harvest or yeah. more. How many times has he, has he said, I'm going to come through? I'm sure when, when Israel was confronted by the Red Sea and the army of Pharaoh behind them, there was a temptation to say, what in the world is going on? How is God ever going to give us what he said? And then, miraculously, things start to open. Uh, uh, the Red Sea opens. And a way is discovered we, they didn't see. I believe we're about to see things, Steve, that we didn't see. Maybe some of the prophets have, and there's there's things out there. But I guarantee you this, the Pharaoh coming up behind us, he didn't see it. Yeah. Things are about to happen to the Baal worshipers mm. that they didn't see coming. The handwriting is about to be, appear on the wall. And that's what I was saying on Monday night because I'd preached against this a little bit on Sunday morning. And so I had those decrees handy and uh, remember what God said when he appeared and they desecrated uh, the, the, with the chalices and toasted Baal. He came on and said, you've been weighed and you don't weigh much. And then he said, your days are numbered. I believe that's where we are at right now prophetically in this nation. The adversary has been arrogant, um, bullying. I mean, you can't get more bullying than, than what we've seen just in the last week. Not to mention how many of our friends have been bullied, thrown off of their platforms or... Mm. How many bakers just in making a living have they tore their lives up? But but the hand of God is about to appear. Their days are numbered. And immediately, well, and then uh, he says, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Eupharsin, and Eupharsin means given to someone else. And that's what happened to Belshazzar. I believe 
there are those in authority in our nation are about to have their power taken from them. And it's going to be given to somebody else. Now, how God all does all that, I don't really know because I'm not God. He is smarter than I am, and I don't mind admitting it. Mm -hmm. But he's also a lot smarter than our adversaries. He's a whole lot smarter than Lucifer ever thought about being. Wow. And he has a plan, and a part of that plan involves you, me, the ecclesia that he's been building. That's the true church. I mean, he's for 20 years, Steve, been talking to us about something. I I was raised in church. Yeah, me too. I never heard about a ruling reigning church. No, uh, no, no, I didn't. No, it was like, it was like, let's get out of here. Everyone wanted out of here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we were told, no, no, you see, even going to Bible school, you know, Jesus is coming and, and, you know, and, and we forgot that he didn't say, uh, occupy when I come. He said, occupy till I come. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now there's a, there's a vast difference. Yeah. And he didn't say occupy till it gets really intense. Then, then it's okay not to occupy anymore. No, he did not. He is expecting his church to occupy till he's come. That means take care of business. That means rule and reign with him. That means to say what he says, regardless of, uh, of the, uh, uh, of the word police. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, You can't say that. You know, it's time that we look hell in the face and say, we will say whatever we want to say. We will declare what God says, and you will not stop us. Can I ask you about this? We will get louder. It's gotten to the point up until about a week ago. uh, And it was it was crumbling before that. But up until about a week ago. The other side was saying, we're not the bad people. Other people are bad. You know, 45 is bad, but we're not bad. We just have, that's mm-hmm. not, there's not high inflation. The economy's really not so bad. Gas prices are just leveling out. Now, starting about a week ago, they're, they're saying, we don't care what anyone thinks about it. Or at least that's my take. They don't care anymore whether they look bad. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about that? I think they are seeing the handwriting on the wall and they're mm. scared. They're about to lose their influence and they're afraid. They're afraid if 45 gets in there, they're afraid of a, a conservative uh, push. Mm. They're afraid of the real church and they're starting to see the handwriting on the wall. Um that they're about to lose. They're going to lose their grasp. And so what do you do when when you feel like you're going to lose? You do things that are crazy. That was another part of uh, actually Daniel chapter 5. It said that the nobles, those in authority, the thousand or so gathered to, when they were desecrating and toasting Baal, when the handwriting come on the wall, it says they begin to panic. And I think that's what we're seeing. And now we're seeing those lashing out because they're afraid. They're panicking. All they have worked for is about to go down the drain. I honestly believe that. I honestly believe that God can't lie. Yeah. I honestly believe if he says it, it's so. Yeah. I just honestly believe when he says, I'm going to take a remnant and I'm going to turn things for good and I'm going to reconnect America to its covenant roots. I mean, how many times have we heard that? At some point, doesn't it have to happen? Yeah, yeah, at some point. And I does. think that's where we are. I, I, I heard about a month ago, uh, Holy Spirit say that the ecclesia will be 
that the ecclesia is the ruling and reigning church, it's not right. the nominal church. Hmm. Uh, you know, that's that's scared of hell, scared of their own shadows. It's a ruling and reigning church. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. But about four months or four weeks or so ago, Holy Spirit said, my ecclesia will be in a war season. When I say war, I'm not talking about shooting people, stabbing people violence and any way. spiritual war spiritual war it's a cultural war it's an ideology type uh ideological type war mm-hmm. in other words we are against belief systems but those belief systems are causing our children to be taught that they're not male or female or whatever that they might be a he or a she or a she he or now they've added they, a they, he, she. And 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 it's crazy. Um, we are in a war with ideologies. In some degrees, we are in a cultural, a societal type war, even with education systems, because they are teaching the gospel of Baal. Mm. They just are. And indoctrinating our kids, even down to two and three years of age. Well, how can we be silent? How can we not engage in that that warfare? And what happens if if you engage, then you are labeled as unloving. Um, I feel this way. The most loving thing that our God can do right now is remove certain ones from leadership. Yeah, because there are people going to lose their lives if he doesn't. And some of that consequence is going to be eternal. How can he not stop this? It's polluting our our education system. Um, And we used to say higher education. Yeah, you can't say that anymore. It's down in our daycares. Now. It's not like we don't know this. It, we do know it. It's not like we don't have the proof. We we have the proof. Yeah. So when you know it and you don't and, and you have the proof and you do nothing, that's that's not what God had in mind about occupying till he Well, comes. you know, I was telling you just offline before we came on the air, Robin and Robin Bullock and I were on the phone this morning talking about it. He reminded me of the word that he gave Tuesday afternoon. And I still want people to go see that on Rumble. And he said, God told him this last week or the week before, somewhere in there. Uh, I mean, I have that exact that if, if we don't do what we're supposed to do. Now, this is a paraphrase because I don't have the quote exact. You know, we'll lose this thing. So we're not going to lose it. You and I know we're not going to lose it, but we want to do our part. And and I basically said, Robin, well, what is it that we're going to do? He says, everybody has to do what they're called to do. For instance, you and I, Tim, are called mm-hmm. to do this. We're called to inform the people. Other people, have, you know, it's like God saying, "What?" like you said to Moses, what is that that you have in your hand? Some people have influence in local governments. Some people have influence in higher government. What is it that God's called you to? Some people have none of that, but they're really the one person in the whole family on both sides that everybody listens to. You need to speak out. And, and, and you know, but what are your thoughts about that? Everyone's supposed to be doing something. Oh, absolutely. Holy Spirit spoke something a couple of years to, ago that made sense to me. He said, teach the ecclesia to spend their influence. Oh, good. And that's that that's true for that's true for our grandpa. Spend your influence to the grandkids and and to your friends. Uh, you can spend your influence where you work. You can say things. Obviously, every one of us can influence an election vote yeah in fact that is one of the definitions of an ecclesia an ecclesia in christ's day was 
a group of like-minded people that came together to vote on an issue. Okay. Okay. So and, I, and that's 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 just exactly what it means. And they it wasn't secret ballot. You had to raise your hand. Oh okay. you for it or are you against it. See, that's what Jesus was saying in his definition. Uh, for church, it's like stand up 16, and be counted, stand up, don't. Eight, yes, and that goes to what Robin was talking about. Everyone has to do what they can do. Well, that is in the actual definition Jesus gave. It's just that we've we've watered down his definition when he said, "I will build my church." Please understand. He didn't say, I'm building a nursery. I'm building a ruling and reigning church. I'm building my church. That the gates of hell cannot prevail against. Now, when you break that down, and I have, in the uh, with all the Greek words put together, it, it, of course, it goes on to say, whatever you forbid, you know, is forbidden. Well, if we were ever going to forbid anything, wouldn't be about now? Or whatever you permit, whatever you loose from my kingdom and and loosing of my words, these kind of things. Uh, but the the actual Greek wording is so telling. When you go to the original intent, which I like to do, yeah. Um, and, and who can define church better than Jesus? I mean, there's books that stick all over the place, guys <laughs> that are defining church, and it's this, it's this. Why don't we go to the guy that's actually building it? <laughs> yeah. He said, when you put it all together, here's what he said. Whatever you at any time, my ecclesia at any time encounters, of hell's councils or government that I am determined my ecclesia will prevail against. This is all the Greek language. Now, when you put the jots and the tittles in, you will then face a decision as to whether you will or will not bind it for better permit. What transpires is conditional to your response. If you do purposefully and consciously involve yourself in forbidding or permitting that issue on earth, you will find at that future moment when when you do, all of my kingdom will stand behind you. Goodness. If we want a kingdom behind us, we want angel armies behind us. It's conditional to our response. We have a responsibility. What is responsibility? It's the ability to respond. I mean, I don't know that's deep, but it's, a, <laughs> it's so simple. It is deep, actually. <laughs> you do have the ability to respond. Yeah. You have the ability to act. You have the ability to do what, what you can do. You can do. Not everybody can do what we are doing. I understand that. But you have friends that you can influence, spend your influence. Yeah. You can you can you can call your senator. Yes. You can call your congressperson and say, This shall not stand. You can you can go to prayer. Prayer is not something that uh that uh is just a um some kind of feel-good thing. It's a war tactic. Angels attend prayer meetings. Why do they attend prayer meetings? To get their assignments. Decrees are made at that prayer meeting. You go to the book of Acts, um, and, and you find out the apostle Peter's in jail, and they're going to kill him, just like they'd killed others. And the But the saints, they went to pray. They, they had prayer going on. And there was an angel that was attending that prayer meeting. And he got the assignment. Lord, we're praying, set that apostle free. The angel gets his assignment, takes off. 
opens prison doors. It's miraculous. Gets him clear through the city. And he goes on with his calling. Prayer meetings are important. You can pray. You can pray. I mean, one of the greatest things that anyone could do is pray. Get up in the morning. Say, Lord, this is not going to stand. I'm decreeing your, your word. I'm not listening to the voice of the adversary. Worship. Worship is a form of warfare. You can worship. And that's what Jehoshaphat did. We're not going to fight you with bows and arrows. We're not going to throw any rocks. We're going to sing. We're going to worship. And God's going to set um, ambushments, set, I guess. It and ambushments against you. Yeah. See, you there. There is things you 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 can do. You can go to school board meetings, even though the other side will label you as a terrorist. You still Ooh. can go. Yeah. And at this point, shouldn't moms and dads care enough about their children that they would risk that? I think yes. And I think they're going to. I feel like, in fact, I had a national prophet friend call me on Tuesday mm. after the, the Monday night thing. And uh, that night, as I said, I felt like enough's enough. And yeah. Yes, it's not going to, but um, he told me about an angel of the Lord, the angel that watch, watches the justice gate, um, came to him in a dream and said, the Lord said, enough is enough. That's it. I felt that on, wow. on, that, on Monday night. I mm -hmm. felt that that's enough. You have just decided you are going to compete with almighty God. That's enough. So you, you can do all kinds of things that way. And, and you just do what you, you can do. Um, I feel sometimes what we do is, um, is not as important sometimes as the intercessors that carry this thing to birth. Mm. You have followers, you and I do too, but mm -hmm. how many thousands are grandmas or grandpas? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't, they're not on the internet. They don't tell me they're not, yeah. they don't have a blog. But they were up last night. They couldn't sleep because they were burdened. And they, Ears of Almighty God were listening to them. Wow. Who moves God's hands? Is it me? Or is it that? I don't know. That warrior that, that's on their knees saying, You're not going to, you're not going to take my grandkids. You're not going to destroy them. You're not going to destroy this nation. Now, uh, who, who can do that? And which is greater? You, 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 we, we, we tend to label greatness. No, Jesus told us what that was. Greatness is serving. Who serves more? Uh, I think sometimes we should be in awe of those that their assignment, yeah. Which my assignment, I, 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 I pray. What an assignment! I know. I had a, a, a prophet. He's not as widely known, but he told me that this like a year ago. He said, "God told me when this stuff all started happening that we and I are all witnessing." He said, "The prayer movement will become so powerful that it will set the enemy's agenda back a hundred years." That's what he said. And I believe I, I it. I believe it. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. If if prayer, I think prayer is our number one weapon. I really do. I, I mean, worship could be. You, you know, they're all there, mm -hmm. but um, I feel like right now we are at a tipping point moment. Yeah. 
it's a very defining moment for our nation, for our education systems, for our kids, and even for the church. I mean, some of what is called church, I don't want to be unkind, but it's not mm. church. It's nominal religion. Nominal simply means in name only. Mm. And I feel like some of it is in name only. They're not they're not following the strategies of the New Testament. They're not, they're not, some don't even use the, the Bible anymore. And some openly ascribe to the doctrines of Baal. Any institution that calls itself a church that is for abortion, I don't understand. It's not the church. They're not the church if they're for abortion. They're, no. they're on the enemy's playground at that point. I'm not saying they're not saved necessarily, but if you say, well, you know, we just want the freedom so that everybody can choose to kill the baby or not kill the baby, heartbeat or no heartbeat, it's everyone's choice. Who are you serving? Whose exactly. value system is that? I mean, exactly. you say you're a believer, but your heart is, you know, you have a form of godliness, but you deny its power. You know, oh yeah. Well, the my point is, is in a defining moment. Yeah. De defining moments are decided by who defines the moment. So we're talking about a true ecclesia, not a nominal church. A true ecclesia has got to define a moment. Well, the ecclesia defines it by what God says by standing for what God says. And I believe that's where we are at exactly right now. Will the true ecclesia define the moment? That ecclesia is made up of, of warriors. Mm. Um, they're made up of people that have tenaciously served when it wasn't popular. You know, um, I often say, you know, we're Hebrews chapter 11, 12, and, and you get into the heroes of faith. Well, I love the heroes of faith, and I've studied them for 43 years. But where are they today? Where is that one that says, I have guts enough to stand up to Pharaoh and say, wow. you let God's people go. You know, I almost have this picture in my head of, of a pastor. This is not a real thing. It's just a thoughts in my head of a pastor standing up in his congregation and saying, what have you disallowed this week? What yes. have you disallowed? And everyone goes, oh, well, wait, what's the word for the day? Well, the word for the day is what have you disallowed this week? You know, yes. it's like it's like a different language system that says, well, what do you mean disallowed? Give us of the Lord, that it's, yeah. you know, you're saying we're, we are rule, we rule and reign with him, or at least we have the option to rule and reign with him. Oh yeah, we do. And, and uh, we are to do it in this life. Yeah. Romans five seventeen, it says that we are to rule and reign with him in this life. Again, not just the next one. Uh, yes, we're going to rule and reign with him. Forever, I understand that. But what are we doing in this life? Are we occupying till he comes mm. in? You know, that we're talking about a now time. It is now time for the, the real Christians, the real believers in Jesus, real fivefold ministry, just go down the list to make it stand. Yeah. And when it makes it stand, We'll see the hand of God move to support us. It is so simple. It started back in the charismatic movement with the great Jesus, Jesus movement and the, the big old meetings we had in Washington, D.C., a million person event. If my people, it's 
Not if the Democrats or the Republicans. Yeah. Not if people in Washington, D.C. even. If my people, called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. You know, that word occupy, I grew up and when I began to hear about it, even when I first started hearing it, I don't know if it was culturally a word because the word kind of meant to me, it's sort of like Occupy Wall Street. I'll just sit here and not move. I'll just live, I'll just be, I'll just get my job, I'm occupying. But we are supposed to be an occupying force. This would be like, exactly. like the Americans to, um, in World War II had to occupy, had to become the occupying force in Germany, in Japan, in these places. And until things were settled out, they were a force. They didn't just arrive and say, okay, let's get a house and get a job, right? It's a force. Right. Yeah. And, and that occupying force, like you said, is there to uh, ensure some kind of systematic good government. Yeah. Well, exactly. Korea is still, we're still helping. Yeah. The occupying uh, force uh, made the laws. They, they would allow you to have so much gasoline. They would allow you to drive or not drive a car. They, they were the lawmakers. They decided what the people could do because they were they were were occupying them at least. Exactly. Time. You know, Jesus used the word ecclesia. That's the name for church. Yeah. And again, I go back to the definitions because, uh, well, he didn't. You cannot say that Jesus accidentally used that word. <laughs> no, no, that was very... He knew what ecclesia meant because he lived in the days of the ecclesia. The German or the Roman ecclesias were, were common. And he, he absolutely knew what it... Well, meant. you know, what's interesting, Tim, it might be that that's why the disciples misunderstood that they weren't going to... He wasn't going to restore Rome because he kept talking about... You're going to be the ruling. He was using a ruling thing, and they thought, okay, so he is telling us he's going to, you know, he's going to they, kick they out. Didn't even, they, they didn't understand it. They they wanted Rome gone, yeah, you know, but, yeah. and they, they wanted it. They didn't understand it. Even up to his death, he appeared to him for 40 days after he, after he died and taught him the kingdom. They didn't get it. But by Pentecost, when the power fell, they got it. But and because he purposely used the word um, ecclesia, which is a ruling body, he categorically knew they weren't going to get it because he was giving them, an, in essence, an authoritative word about this is what you're going to become, the uh, ruling body. So, of course, they weren't going to get that. At no. But no. the point was still made. You're going to rule. And they... They eventually got it. Here's yeah. the definitions uh, that I think apply, you know, are important to understand right now. Yes, they were a voting body and they voted on issues. Hmm. Any citizen, competent citizen of that day, 18 or older, could be would come uh, to the, the town square, the gate, and they could vote on the issue. That's one thing. Also, Interesting, uh, historically, in Jesus' time, ecclesia was the institution or the body that de determined who would sit at the Areopagos. That is the place where the judges sat. Mm. So the oh. ecclesia determined who are the judges going to be. You think we're not supposed to be involved? Oh, yes, we are, even down to... Who is the judges? Wow. Uh, they, they determined even who the judges were supposed to be. Um, I, I think that if the true ecclesia uh, will rise right now and just get involved in the issues, 
get involved in who's our judges, get involved in who's ruling us. There are some people that do not have the right to rule us. They just don't have the right to. I mean, legally, they may, but spiritually, they don't. Well, we are to rule and reign from a spiritual realm, not the natural realm. In other mm. words, spiritual government is to affect or influence natural. Mm. I'm not talking about taking over, you know, an institution and, you know, although I, I think believers should run for office more, judge, more than they do. Too, yeah. uh, but from a spiritual perspective, we are to influence every law, even the judges that are put in office. Good. Now, Jesus said that, and he used that word, or the, the word church is used, uh, tr translated church 113 times in the New Testament, and every one of those times, it's ecclesia. So when you say, when you when Paul says to the church in Ephesus, he literally said to the ecclesia. He wasn't talking to everybody. He's talking to an ecclesia, to the ecclesia in Corinth. And he, he, you, it was it was specific every time. So that's interesting, uh, Tim, because so when he writes a letter to the church at Ephesus, like you said, he's not necessarily, what you're saying is this wasn't a, to all of the believers in Ephesus. This was a to the ruling body in Ephesus. The remnant, which we keep talking about. Yeah. There's, there's a, he always has a remnant. Wow. And, 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 and you, you know, everywhere I go, I find the remnant. Yeah. It's not all the believers that are around there uh, that would say they're Christians. Uh, I deal pretty much with the remnants. Probably so do you. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of Christians, uh, they don't even know who we are. But the remnant does, see? And so, yeah, he said to the remnant. And, and, uh, I feel like that's this this whole thing, the crisis, and what we see happening, is a a call to the remnant to rise up and be who you are supposed to be, a ruling and reigning member of Christ's body, declaring exactly what He says, taking prophetic words. What did Paul tell his son of the faith, Timothy? Take the prophecies that were given to you. They are strategies for warfare. Take the prophecies, Ecclesia, that have been given to you, from Bullock to Chuck Pierce, you name them. Take the prophecies you've been given and, and use them as weapons of war. Declare what God says. If you do, you can turn a nation. If you do, you can cause a, a revival, a reformation to begin to roll through the land. And I believe that we are, we are there. We, we are a remnant, but we're a bigger remnant than we've ever been. Yeah. We're growing. And our, our maturity level, I'm not going to brag that we've, we've, we were there, but we're a whole lot further along than we were 20 years ago. And the, you know, speaking of definitions too, we use that word a lot in the tradition I grew up in, very fundamental, but they, they always thought our denomination was the remnant because they had all the doctrines right and they had all the understandings right and they obeyed right. Therefore we're the remnant, but there was no power. There was no authority. But they were convinced they were the remnant. And that was my theology of that word. But you're, that's not what you're describing at all. No, I don't. Uh, you know, I would, I would look at the remnant more like Gideon's 300. Yeah. You know, you have a, a large force, thousands. But you, you're getting it down to where who's willing to go over there and look hell in the eye and say, stop it. Yeah. Who's willing to do that? Who's willing to go back and take back what the enemy has stolen from us? You know, not everybody's willing to do that, but there is a remnant. 
in fact, they're getting hungry. They want it. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they want, want a fight. They're more. They're they're spoiling for a fight, aren't they? They're kind of. Spoiling I think they fight. are. Yeah, they're like David's David's men that you know when the enemy came in and stole their wives and all their goods, they wanted to go get it back. You know, recover it all. Yeah. There's a remnant wants to recover it all. I've seen a few and people that are like that. Nation. If you remember, uh, you probably know Graham Cook. He used to say this, and I and I thought, oh, I don't like to fight. But he goes, I love, I love to fight. And I'm going, I don't. Why do you love to fight? I just, it's frightening to fight. But I'm not. I'm closer to Graham than I ever was. I get that now. I I feel like I'm spoiling for a fight. I I'm finally after all these years of grasping what he was saying. I, I I think the warrior's heart is is coming up in in us. You know, um, all of us would like to just enjoy life. All yeah. of us would like to just leave us alone. But there comes a point, you know, there comes a point when a bully pushes you too far. I feel like. I feel like much of America actually is there, not just the Ecclesia. Yeah. I feel like regular people that I would say don't even attend church. They're not even yeah. born again ones. They're, they're tired of being bullied too. But there's something that happens when, when you get to the end of the bullying and you've had enough. I remember when I was in the third grade, there was a bully. Hmm. And uh, everybody was afraid of him. And me and my brother Dutch, we had we were we were kids of a pastor and he was moving around a lot. So now we're in a new school. And I'm in the third grade, and there was a bully in that school, and he wanted to show who he, he was in charge of, you know. And I I heard about him. And I kind of, I kind of tried to avoid him, you know, seeing him, I, I'd avoid him because I, I heard he had horseshoe taps on, his, on the heels of his shoes, boots. He would take them off and swing and hit you with them. He's a bully. Well, anyway, long story short, I was on my way home from school and the bully and his little gang were coming the other way and they chose to pick on me. Mm. And I like, like uh, and I, I, I just slowly got away from him as best I could without any getting my head crushed or something. Mm -hmm. Take that boot off and swing it at me. And when I got home, I just, I just got mad. I'm like, how dare he do that? I'm not. I am never going to run from him. Again. Wow. A couple of days later the bully was coming down an alley behind our house. He didn't have his gang with him. I ran from my back door to confront the bully. <laughs> really? And I said, you'll never do that to me again. I'll never run from you again. He took his boot off and started to swing at me. And I jumped on him and I, I wrestled him to the ground, took his boots, threw him up on top of a garage. <laughs> and we you know what I found out? He he did he wasn't he wasn't as good a fighter as Dutch. <laughs> he was nothing. He was all mouth. And I feel like that kind of attitude is coming to a spiritual body. You know what? You've mouthed us. You've said what you're going to do. Now let's find out if you've got what it takes, because we don't think you do. And we think our God is more powerful than you are. And we'll take your boots. And we'll throw them up on the garage if we have to. We'll wrestle you if we have to. But you will not intimidate us. We will not run from you anymore. We will fight you with the weapons of our warfare that are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We are going to take your strongholds down and we are going to do what God tells us to do. We will bow to no other than Jesus himself. We will not bow to Baal. We will not bow to your conversations. We will not bow to your nonsense. We will stand for what Jesus uh, called us to stand for. 
I think that's where we're at. I, I, I really do. We've had enough. Uh, let me encourage you to not be intimidated by all the voices that are surrounding us. You know, it's just time for us to say, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer and I believe my God. I believe he's big enough to help change this nation. I believe he's big enough to send a revival that is going to change the entire world. Be encouraged to focus on what God says. You know, even go back and read prophecies. You have a, a whole website up. You know, when you hear news like we heard the other yeah, last Monday, uh, uh, go and read what God says. Let your faith be reaffirmed that way. And then use that as your prayer focus. That, that's what I did when I heard it. I began to pray and decree what God says. God has promised us that if the church will pray, if the church will use their faith and decree their faith, he's going to heal this land. And I uh, I am convinced that that's what this is all about. Baal is upset because the handwriting's on the wall. And as a prophet of the Lord, an apostle of the Lord, I don't mind saying to Baal or anyone else, you are going to lose. Your, your, your influence in this nation is gone in Jesus' name. We are going to have leaders that have the heart of God. And we're not taking no for an answer. That's good. We forbid this godless, lawless, social experiment from continuing. We say end in Jesus' name. That's what I feel. So good. So good, Tim. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was such a good word today, Tim. Such a good, you know, and that bully thing, I think that's about where I lost it. You, you know, you took off after that bully. He wasn't. I thought so maybe strong. a bully come in and took you off your chair. Yeah, it was weird. I'll still have to be stuck in here. What happened? But, but yeah, so that ended that. And, you know, um, was it you that had the word about enough? We've had enough. Was that your word the other day? I'm trying to remember when you were telling a dream or something, uh, we've had enough. Was that, I'm trying to think if that was you. Yeah, uh, it was, I've had, I've been to Washington DC to declare several uh, prophetic words. And it was yeah. one of the prophetic words we're releasing. Uh, I did 10 of them around different places in DC. Right. Right. And we just released one uh, last night. Uh, they can go on online and see it. I did the first one was on the angel of the Lord coming with the battering ramps. And uh, uh, I told him to proceed. The other was on the the avalanche that is coming. Good. There is a, and then the other was the dominoes are. are, are yeah. Uh, let's encourage people. Tell, tell people how to get on your website and see those. You had a word about the dominoes are falling and we had one about yeah. the, the. You, you the can just fire. go to Oasis, Oasis Church. And you'll you'll see all the platforms from YouTube to right on, and uh, you can click on and and you can uh, you can listen to all the prophetic words from Washington D.C. There, they're they're free. Yeah, Just yeah. Is it oasischurch.com? Oh, Oasis Wired. Oasis Wired. Yeah, or dot t sheets at timsheets dot org will work. Okay. Good. Okay, good. Yeah, oasiswire.org. I see that right under my picture. They put it there. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I Any, really want to encourage you. You can get them there. Um they're they're posted all over the place now. But uh I would encourage people to pray them. Yeah. Pray them with me from Washington, DC. We'll be releasing uh 10. Yeah. So the next seven weeks, uh I'll be uh, releasing one a week and then I'm going to go back to DC right before the midterm elections uh, and I have some things that I want to prophesy uh, there again so, so it's it's well, been an I, exciting time yeah and I thank you for your uh, honor you for your father's heart you know you're you're a father in the spirit you're an apostle you're a pastor you're a prophet you're all these things I guess that's all wrapped up in apostle anyway but I yeah. appreciate your uh, your love for the body of Christ and your 
You know, you're just not backing off. And I appreciate it. People at our age are, I know a lot of people that are my class, they're all retiring. And yeah. not, many of them are not even, I had, I had a 50 year reunion Zoom and no one's talking about serving the Lord. They say, well, I'm thinking about retiring. And I'm thinking, boy, you know, I'm on a different planet than these wonderful people, but you know. I uh, know, I don't feel that way. I feel like <laughs> refiring. I, I, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll get some rest when I get to heaven. There you go. <laughs> Tim, thank you so much. Let's see. Tomorrow we have Kat Kerr re returning. Kat said was glad when I invited her back because she says, I got lots more to say. So we're going to be very excited to have her back tomorrow. So God bless you all. Have a great day. Thanks again, Tim. And we will you see are you welcome. tomorrow. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.